0: anything like this privately we get together uh, we'll prepare for board meetings we'll have some conversations about similar like practices and but I we've never agreed to do anything like this uh, you're the only one that could make all four of us come to the mountain so this worked out well <laughs> uh, my side to you too well
1: I'll throw it open but I'll let you answer this first 13 months ago how many of you were in your current job raise your hand Mhm. No. <laughs> you, me, well, but you guys. So, is there a is there a bond in any way when you've got four guys who haven't been here a long time. Well, Dave's been here, oh, you know, he's he's got the longest tenure, but like basically 12 months since in this particular job, right? Cuz it was almost it was January of last year, right? Yes. So, is there is there a bond? Is there I mean, do you talk to each other about the fact that you
2: know, and you were here before but not in this job. It's I, I think it's very unique. Uh, the, the, this is uh, I I don't think I've been in a in a in a situation like this. And you you make the point I was here before and and obviously worked on the uh, on the prime. I didn't have access in terms of um, <laughs> the big fella here and uh, even all the other guys um, maybe on a lower level, but um it's it's unique you know like today i was talking to uh to him in uh in the in the office uh, in, in one of our offices that uh, that's open to all the coaches and everybody comes and uses uh, in, and the soccer guys come and use that office and uh i don't know how many times my my assistant texts me and tells me, "Well, Tim, Tim just came in. Tim just came in like five times a day, you know. Like, and it's for just different things, you know. Like, uh, we walk into each other's office and we talk and we leave. It's nothing. Uh, it doesn't have to be official, you know. Right. So, I think it's very unique. Like the the bond with 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 all of us. It's not." Um, oh what's that guy doing here oh, oh why is he here at this time you know like it's, it's, it's free and I've, I've never seen anything like that to be honest
1: Dave you worked around you worked at a few places in the National Hockey League and you've been in this city for a length of time how
3: is this group here different from anything you've experienced everyone is basically new at the same time and I've yeah. been, been around that before and not that we didn't have a relationship with, uh, with FC or with the Raptors before um, but having everyone uh, kind of starting fresh at the same time, there's a different level of energy that's been generated because of it, and I think you you, you kind of feed off of it a little bit. I think our staffs do; um, they're integrating quite well, which I think is uh, a little bit different than in the past. So I, I think I think it is different than anything else I've been around. All right, I made the comment earlier, and I don't know whether this is true. And this is basically for you two guys here,
1: um, and for those listening on radio, I was suggesting. Hockey and basketball. When the Raptors came to Toronto, the hockey guys around this building got their backs up like crazy. They didn't. They didn't they, the Blue Jays weren't an issue with them because they played in the summertime. The Argos, everybody ignores the Argos. We don't worry about them. Here's a sport that's playing up at the same time of year as us and going to take some of our attention. And boy, they were very anti-basketball basketball guys were trying to f- find their niche, work their way in, say, you know, I've been, f- I've been in this sport a long time. It's new to Toronto, but it's not new to me. You're going to fall in love with... Was there any, is, there, is there any of that friction still out there? Hockey guys are hockey guys, basketball guys are basketball guys?
3: Uh, none. None, really? No, I don't think at all. I yeah, I think, again, I think our staff's actually get, are getting along very well. I think that in general, our players... Um, you know, Leaf players follow the Raptors. They're not. They're not uh, intimidated by them. I think there's some friendships that are being made there. I know what you're talking about. I mean, I was in Vancouver when when the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies came, and I, and I think that that was a, a natural reaction. It, I think it, it definitely did happen there as well. But I don't. I think those days are long gone. Masai, you agree or not? Hundred
2: percent. I went to a hockey game with <laughs> with, uh, with with Tim, and I'm watching like they are. I'm watching how tough they are, and. You want to transfer that to about ba- to to the basketball yeah, well. to the basketball team, and I think you know, like we learn a lot. Of, we learn a lot from uh, from them. So I don't, you know, like there's there's room for everybody. It's a whole country in Canada, and I, I think there's there's so much room for everybody here, uh, especially with with what they do and and the history of the ball club. We just. I think was starting, and um, and we need to create our own. But um, I love it. I love you know, like learning from that. I know everybody does, and the basketball players too. Uh, Tim, I bring you in this uh, conversation. Um,
1: Your background and history is slightly different from these guys. Um, I know you played the game in college. You played the game um, at a professional level, a little bit. Yep. One goal of 31 games. That's weak, though. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I looked it up. One, one goal, really? Was it a good goal, at least?
4: It was a game winner. Was it? Yeah, it Header uh, off the foot? No, it was off the right foot. Lower left corner. Wasn't a goal, was it? No. <laughs> it could have been. See, I don't know.
1: I said nothing about soccer, but I know that. And no I, had to throw, I had to throw that phrase in there. <laughs> so, um, but you, come from, you came from the league. Like, you were sued at the league.
4: Yeah. You yeah, know? no, yeah. Yeah, it suited the league. And, um, you know, Major League Soccer is actually structured a little bit differently because the the contracts are actually with the league office. So technically all the players are employees of the league office. So there's a little bit more control uh, from a league office standpoint. So how is how has this experience been in the few weeks, months that you've been? On the job, it's. I mean, it's been, it's been intense. You know, if you know anything about uh, Toronto FC, the last seven years, we've never made the playoffs. And, no, we know that. Yes. Um, and and we've 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 made a lot of you know poor decisions on players and acquisitions. So, uh, when it comes to our team, we haven't been able to score goals. So, when you know when Tim called and, and he said, hey, do you want to be a part of something special in Toronto? I said, hey, I'm 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 on board. Let's just uh, let's go out there and try to find the best players around the world and see if they want to come to Toronto. And that's what we did in the short term. Well, well, we'll digress and get to this kind
1: of stuff that's going on with, uh, with all of you. Um, although my objective here is to try and get you all engaged in stuff that doesn't necessarily pertain to one sport and pertains to the, the, the body here. So in no particular order. So let me, let me start with this because this is the, the uh, I mean, you're always all making news. But the latest news that's out there that I haven't heard you, Tim, respond to Tim Lewicky, uh, the Toronto Argonauts and MLSC's future. Are you gonna? Do I need to
0: bring another chair in here for the next time <laughs> we get together? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're t- the uniqueness of what we're doing at BMO Field is ironically it touches all three of these guys here. So it's it's probably a good example of where we're trying to go with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. <laughs> the idea is to think outside the box on a major development that might be the most impactful decision and investment made in sports and Toronto. Not because it changes just one, but because it touches all. So we're talking to the city about a deal that would take their stadium and renovate it substantially. We need to upgrade for TFC. It's it we unfortunately, if you look at major league soccer in just seven years, we're the third oldest stadium in the league. And so we, we got a plan to be bigger and better. And with the team and the investment that we just made, we want to be a world-class stadium. <clears throat> so we want to spend $120 million and, and put a roof over the seats and, and add 10,000 seats and get to 30,000 and make the concourse experience and the guest experience better. But while we were doing it, we started talking to the city about, can we also build a training center for the Raptors? Masai believes at the end of the day that the NBA is going to be as much about recruiting Uh, because of the salary cap world that we live in, very similar to what Dave has with the MasterCard Center. And as part of this, we also want to dream big about can we go from 30,000 seats to 40,000 seats to host the Winter Classic? So during our 100th anniversary, would it be fantastic to be able to go to the NHL and convince them to bring the the Winter Classic to Canada bring it to Toronto and make it part of our celebration for the Maple Leafs. So that, that that's the change one of the changes going on within our company is we sit down and we got everybody involved in this conversation. Now, does it affect the CFL? Yes, it it means that instead of them building their own stadium, uh, they would have an intimate 30,000-seat home that would be similar to the rest of the CFL stadiums, which is the outdoor experience that makes CFL games so great. That's nothing against Rogers Center. It's just that's their desire. Does not mean we buy them or we own them? Uh, I'm not really worried about that right now. What I'm worried about is trying to get a deal done with the city that fits their needs and their requirements for what they expect out of us. All right, so...
1: Correct me if I'm wrong here, but did you not establish a position some time ago, and did MLS not establish a position some time ago, you want
0: soccer-only facilities? I, You know, I, I don't think there's any reason you can't build one that is perfect for soccer and perfect for the CFL, and it it's called engineering and money. And so, really, the, the, the biggest difference between the CFL in Major League Soccer is the field's longer, so we need end zones and big end zones, 20 yards each. So the idea is, can we take the stands and put them on rollers and bring them in for soccer to keep the intimacy and make it perfect for MLS, take them out for the CFL and create those 20-yard end zones? Well, but the issue has always been, and Tim, you can jump in on this too, (laughs) the issue has
1: always been the purity of the game on on a, a pristine field players wear big spikes and chew up a turf. That's 10 games a year playing in the same time frame for the most part that you guys are playing. And what we heard was when, when, when we when were going to take the AstroTurf out, the turf out, because soccer players don't like the turf, we're going to put natural grass in there. We don't have to worry about football. It'll still be a beautiful field. No, you can't do that when you got. You run a risk when you bring
0: a football team in there. Yes, but at the same time, look, the cathedral for soccer in the world is Wembley Stadium and guess what? They play football there. They 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 do concerts and other events at places like Arsenal. And so, the, everyone acts like this is a unique proposition. It's not. Most stadiums in the world are multi-purpose now. It's the world we live in. And so, if you look at Major League Soccer, the majority of the stadiums that have grass fields, and new stadiums in particular, are sharing it with other activities. And in the case of some, they have other anchor tenants, including football. And so we do rugby right now at BMO. We did three rugby games this year. I, I guarantee you rugby's much tougher on a pitch than CFL. Well, so, i that. So this is a matter of uh, trying to find best practices. We think there's some hybrid turf that's real grass with uh, some, some artificial grass woven into it so that the roots grow deeper. There's a lot of ways now to take advantage of technology and still have a perfect pitch. People talk about the lines. Well, I think they think about the New England Patriots, where that soccer team plays on the football field. They don't take off the paint for the Patriots for that. We're talking about being able to make it perfect for both, and you'll never see football lines at a soccer game or soccer lines at a football game, and there's ways to do that now. Uh, we Technology and money allow us to think outside the box and make it a perfect experience for both. And by the way, 17 to 19 games last year, it rained on our fans at TFC. This is going to put a roof over all of our seats once and for all. Yeah, not over the pitch, but over the seats, right? Just over the seats. Right.
1: All right, Um I may bounce around here a little bit, but I want to make sure everybody is involved at all times here. So I got a few kind of semi-goofy questions, and maybe, maybe not so goofy. So you got a night off. Your team's not playing. What sport do you watch? What's your first choice, Tim? American football. U.S. football.
4: Regularly? All the time, passionate or occasional fan? <coughs> used to be passionate, occasional Cleveland Browns fan. Oh my God, really? Yeah. I grew up a Cleveland Browns my fan. My dad took me to the game every every, every every weekend, two hour drive from Columbus. So that's why I say American football, but I'm a passionate NBA and NHL fan as well. We'll get back to the Columbus thing in a minute. Are you from Columbus? Yes, Really?
1: Really? Two of five in the room are from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I like your hire. I mean, I don't know about the other two guys, but this guy, I like him. I'm starting to
3: like a lot more. Uh, Dave, you're not watching a hockey game. What are you watching? I'm not to go on the Raptors game, but in general, uh, if I'm watching on television, it would be football. Two? CFL or NFL. Or either? Yeah. A particular team? Or well, teams? It, yeah, well, unfortunately, football. West Coasters. So I grew up a BC Lions fan. I grew up in Vancouver, so <laughs> old Empire Stadium. Uh, so I, I follow Lions and uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, all geographic northeast, right? Yeah. Massai,
1: other than basketball, what are you watching? Uh, football, too. Wow, we got football, guys. You better get an NFL team. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your GMs have something to do. Tim? Uh, well, well I, I'm a little different. I have three teams to watch. Well, I know, but if you got one, one night, you can only watch one thing, and it could be anything you want.
0: Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic, and I never got to, to really see it. And then I'm doing a crash course on every episode. Me both right now. Awesome. I'm in, in season two, that's all. Yeah, uh-huh, man, I'm gonna tell you. I just how finished.
1: Did, you want to know it ends? Two
4: as well. No! <laughs> Shut up!
1: <laughs> uh, finish this um, sentence. Uh, we'll go the other direction. Luicki first. If
0: I didn't have this job, I would be a. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, I'd be sane, married and happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure all three of those are possible, but, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: no, seriously, like growing up, I mean, was there, was there something that you said, I want to do this? I mean, I'm sure you didn't say I'm going to go and, uh, you know, and work for, uh, Philip Anschutz and I'm going to, I'm going to run this empire and then I'm going to run that empire over there. I mean,
0: uh, I ba- actually, I used to build baseball, fields and stadiums in my backyard so it was baseball for me and I honestly did think I'd be running a team because that's the way I was wired back then. I'll go Tim the other direction. If I wasn't doing this job I'd be?
4: Um, A dentist. Wow. Growing up wanted to be? Yeah my dad's a dentist and uh, and it was just always something I thought I was going to be and then it turns somewhere in college. Is this when I get nervous that he, he wanted to put people to sleep?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a sec. He looks a little like it. <laughs> well, like we'll have to I
1: talk walk, about I that walked, one later. Do we have a white jacket? Can we give him a... Because <laughs> I swear I've, man, I've seen you in before. My
3: right? oh, that's pretty scary. Uh, Dave Nonus, I've been coaching. I was was going to go the college coaching route. I ended up switching along the way. Well, you weren't any good at coaching, or the no opportunities, or what? No, there's opportunities just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. Yeah. yeah, I got, got the opportunity to, to work in Vancouver, and I I changed mid, midstream. If you if something God forbid happened, and Louie lost
1: his mind and fired you, or something, like would you would you would you still aspire to coach?
3: Would, could you go back to that? I think it'd be difficult now, just because of yeah. that's a profession you almost have to commit to earlier. So I would, uh, I'd have to find something else to do. If it wasn't in sports, can you even come up with one? Um, you know what? I, I think I'm, I'm a, I'd be a fairly sound business person. That's what my, my training was in. I think that's something I've uh, always followed, albeit at the sports end. But I've been fortunate. All I've ever done since I've been working has been
2: working in professional sports. Yeah. Masai? Uh, this is going to sound weird. No, nothing was sound weird. Uh, a detec- detective. Really? So where's that come from? I don't know, just curious mind
1: all the time. When you were when you were younger? Yeah. That's what you thought about being? Yeah. Did you take any steps to go down that road? No. <coughs> Why not? Did you just fall into basketball? Um, I fell in love with basketball. Yeah. Well, that's a good enough reason. Is there an MLSE philosophy? Is there a commonality in the thought process for all of you, and I guess I should go to the to Tim first here. Do you preach a common philosophy?
0: I think the my guess is all three of them are going to say the same thing, which is there's an intensity and a passion and a commitment to uh, to being very good. Uh, and I, I think they would all tell you that. And, and I'm not trying to speak poorly of. who who was there before me, or what their philosophy was before the new regime took over. But I would tell you, if there's one thing not only the three of them would probably say, but everybody that works at Maple Leaf Sports now, they'll talk about our intensity. Are you responsible for that level of intensity? Uh, You should
4: ask the three of them that. Is he? Yeah, I think it starts at the top. I think Tim, every day he walks in, he, he wants to push push the limits i think there's a passion for results and it's it comes from from well i don't know where it comes from his gut but it's it's he pushes it every day but it really comes from a team place like we're in this together let's we can do this um you know he said it the other day why not why not do this why not be great so um yeah it comes from comes from the top so three different sports three different
1: sets of criteria guidelines Envelopes in which to work, but do you guys ever talk f- about philosophy of, I don't know, free agents, signings, contracts? I mean, are, is all of it unique? Do you do it all within your own world, or is is there is there stuff to be shared here? Either one of you, we've
3: talked a little bit, Messiah and I. Yeah, I, I think soccer is a little bit different, just because of what Tim talked about how yeah, yeah. how it's played out. But you no, know, we've had discussions, um, you know, about philosophy and and how you build a basketball team, how build a hockey team, the differences in in free agency. We've talked about all those things. Um, I think the one, uh, and you find some common ground when you do those things. One of the areas, I think, that we think alike is that um, there's no shortcuts. You look at a team that wins an NBA title, they did all the right things. They put together a team that they could build and have long-term success same things as, uh, uh with the team that wins the Stanley Cup. I mean, those teams aren't just, they just didn't uh, wake up one day, sign a bunch of free agents. They're, they're developed, and it takes time and takes pain. And I think, you know, spending time with Messiah, he's done, he's put together a good team. Put together a good team in Denver, he's putting together a good team here. And there's a lot of things so you have to look at other sports and learn. And so we, we have had those discussions.
2: Ben Uh Same, uh, we're- Going back to, I think the overall picture of, uh, I, I think the MLSE it definitely comes from the top. It's uh, uh, Tim's intensity, and he always talks about, I think, culture, and uh, culture is huge for us, and I think all of us. Uh, we we talk about that and um, how we um, uh, how we build our teams, and and what we want uh, in the organization and in the sport that we're uh, managing. Uh, in terms of, I think interacting uh, with these guys, I'm I'm more of a um, I love management styles, you know. Like, and we we I ask a lot of questions with 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 um uh, with David and 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 Tim and and even other other people, you know. Um, I think some of the things they do is is, is very unique because. Uh, we're in a unique situation in, in Toronto too, and we want to build. And we want to have, when I say we, I mean the Raptors, we want to have um, a culture they have here. You know, can you build it um, to be uh, the way uh, they have uh, their sport? And so, um, we learning from these guys, my guys, uh, uh, the Jeff Weltman, Bobby, they interact so much with these guys, and I, I think it's I think it's huge for us I mean, in developing a winner and seeing different styles and systems of, of management. Do you
1: guys, I, I mean, as a group and as an organization, Tim, do, and, on, and I sort of asked this question on the, is there a philosophy? But um, I don't know if hockey and basketball are, are there, how many similarities there really are, other than you have five guys on the court and at one time, you got six guys on the ice. It's not football. You don't have, you know, 30 or 35 key players. It's not baseball where you've got a 25-man roster. You have um, you have six guys on the edge. A free agent can be as impactful in one sport as the other, although you would think that probably a little bit more impactful in basketball because of the time on the court. Does that
0: play into this? You know what, what I think what does happen between all three of the clubs now is... Uh, Dave sat through the board presentation when Masai was talking about whether or not we were going to trade certain players. And we talked about the cap impact, and we talked about the player's option, and by the player having the option, it handcuffed him a little bit because he didn't know where he was going to go the following year. And then Dave's like, God, that's amazing. He's having the same problems I'm having. And so we started talking about uh, cap influences and and how we ultimately make good long-term decisions. I think analytically, all three of them are beginning to look at each other and each, each of the other organizations and beginning to talk about sharing best practices. Look, when I got there, believe it or not, <clears throat> someone came to me, I won't mention who and which team, and they told me why we couldn't recruit players here. And they they gave me all the reasons. Uh, Believe it or not, I heard things like, well, we don't get ESPN in Canada. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This, This is why you think no one will come here. And the one thing that's changed within the organization now, and I think, believe it or not, it was probably more impactful. And first off, TFC led the charge because of those DPs. But each one of the two of the other teams helped Tim recruit those two DPs so whether it was setting up a locker room whether it was going to games Masai came in sat with Jermaine Defoe's mother for dinner before Raptors came one night to give her his experience of Toronto and what these teams are like and what your son could ultimately expect to see out of Toronto so there's a lot more conversation communication we have a lot more of a cultural understanding of what we want out of our teams the kind of players we want to put the uniform on, the kind of players that join our organization, that's now something all three of these guys share in common. Maybe the sports are different. Maybe the recruiting is a little bit different. The entry draft and the collective bargaining agreement is different. But I could tell you philosophically they will all tell you the kind of players we want to play for all three teams. There are a lot of similar traits that we want in those individuals and a, and a very similar business philosophy on how we want to build our teams. Well, I mean, <clears throat> the two soccer signings reflect
1: what you've just said. So this group somehow, in some way, gets together, works together to assist in executing that. That hasn't happened yet for you guys, but you haven't been through that, that free agent period, really. hasn't happened on the hockey side, but do you see that as a, as a possibility? Do you see everybody else in this room, Dave, helping you? At some point in time, if there's a free agent out there, it's not like they don't know what Toronto is. But
3: um, is it can it be helpful? No can question. It be impactful? No question. It can be. You know, when we, we look to uh, to bring in um, a free agent player, we don't just talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll put together presentations that talk about all of the sports in this town, including the Argos, uh, and what the city can do. It's not just about playing in front of nineteen thousand plus fans at the ACC. It's it's the the, the whole family and then it's the city so yeah there's no question if 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 we end up having success with the raptors and with fc i think that players that uh, are looking at to the toronto maple leafs as an option will say that's a that's an organization that brings that builds champions um when you're putting together the video um use use video from last winter not from <laughs> this winter
1: it'll help immensely <laughs> <laughs> uh for those of you who weren't here i How does it help you know I, I i could make the case that you have the toughest job at least theoretically in <clears throat> luring players to come here free agents specifically guys who could go anywhere they want to go or some play have choices and some of what tim said is 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 out there can't get espn i don't have, i agree i don't think that's an, an issue but they have concerns about taxes. They have concerns about coming across the uh, the border. They have, if they have kids, they have concerns about kids in the schooling system. Um, they they're not. They come to Toronto, but they're not sure that the culture is exactly like what they've experienced in the United States. It is another country, after all. How do you deal with it?
2: What do you, what's the message you send? Uh, you win. Uh, that's that's. That's, you build a team that that attracts players. In in my opinion, it's. Uh, I was freezing in Brooklyn the other day. Um, I was, cold, a lot of places, right? Yes, cold, cold, <laughs> cold in a cold, in, cold in plenty, plenty places, and I, I think I I honestly this 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 uh this riles me up, you know, like, but I'll I'll come down here. <laughs> but I think it's the biggest BS in the world about like players not coming to Toronto. It's like for me, like what is it in this city, you know, like, I think we even make a big deal in the city or here more than they even, like, think about it, and I see people writing it and talk and talk and talk about it, like, enough already, like, this is, like, one of the best cities in the world, people, uh, like, sports teams, uh, uh, restaurants, culture, uh, everything, you know, know, like, yes, we haven't gotten the, uh, some of the sports and winning, you know, like, hasn't come together yet, but, that's that's our job now. That's that's the responsibility of us, of me, to to get the Raptors uh, to a position where you know what, you want to come play here. You want to come and play on this team. You want to come and play with uh, this coach. You want to come and play in this building. You want to come and play for this organization. You want to come to this city. These fans are great. Like I watched the game against the uh, uh, the Clippers the other day, and like who won't want to play? Tim came to me and said, "Oh, he had a, a dinner or we met with Alvin Gentry, one of the coaches, the other." And they said they were coming off a back-to-back. Why did they play to like like that well and shoot that well? Well, they said like the the atmosphere was almost like a playoff atmosphere, almost, you know, like. And I think about the Minnesota game, the the, the, the Dallas game. It's incredible, you know. Like, so what is it? You know, like we we make a big deal. I have to get to the team to where it rises. And we can attract these guys, and they say, "Hey, I want to play here because when I look at the last four teams in the NBA, okay, uh, last year, Memphis, Indiana, San Antonio, Miami. Maybe outside Miami, I'd rather be in Toronto."
1: Uh, we gotta take the break. Um, it is a uh, unique opportunity to get um, the uh, deep thinkers from Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment all in the same room at the same time. we got a few more questions to ask when primetime continues on the Sportsnet radio and television networks.
3: When kids stay
1: inspired
4: and engaged, we stay off the streets. We stay out of trouble. We stay positive. <laughs>
1: before the hour locating content there with Rush Tim Lewicki Dave Nones Masai Ujiri Tim Bezbachenko all uh, in the studio the uh, suits from uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment um, so we, we got in we are at the end of the last break we were, we we're talking a little bit about Toronto and selling it Masai was saying he thought it was kind of stupid we spent too much time talking about all the negatives potential negatives in Toronto and whatever on a personal level mm. what do you like best about Toronto I mean you I know you were here before then you left now you've come back. What is it about this city that you like like if you're going to sell this to somebody I mean,
2: where, do, where do you start uh, I think the people i don 't know it's unique uh, like, it's funny right? the, the the people are uh friendly um, they're warm they're I think they're engaging <coughs> it's uh it's unique that you can meet like people from all kinds of backgrounds here um, it's uh, there's so many things to sell on on on, on this city and and I, w- I i witnessed it my first 3 years here and it always stuck uh, to to me um, and <laughs> i lived in the soho and i hardly like left the soho cuz i just enjoyed uh, i lived in the apartments in the in the, the condos in the soho <laughs> Uh, hotel and just that area alone was like, like just so unique you know like i'd i would go down to got the half place. the world there really Ex- exactly you know like people so, from everywhere from everywhere and like i didn't even know like where i live now existed you know like just from yeah, just yeah. from that and it's it's um uh, it's for me that, that it, that's very very like um it's very catching uh you don't uh, it's not that you there are many places you go and it's not that engaging, you know. Like here, here it is and beautiful people, great people. So what you're saying is you hated Denver and you were happy to come back to Toronto. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> so now you're a Vancouver guy, right? Yeah, I am. You know the problem with Vancouver guys is they think that they that Vancouver is the best place in the world and everything is irre- everything else is irrelevant. Are you going to tell us that? No.
3: <laughs> so you actually like it here. Yeah, I do. Yes. Okay, what is it about Toronto? I agree with Masai. It, it's the city's beautiful. I mean, Vancouver is a gorgeous city. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't say that 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 it's not. Um, but from I, I would tell you, from a hockey team standpoint or hockey executive, it's the engagement of the people. Everyone in Toronto is a hockey fan. Not, maybe not all Leaf fans, but if I'm trying to get a free agent to come here. It's the easiest thing to sell is that you're in a market where everybody is watching what you do, where everyone is interested in what you do. Easier than Vancouver? Uh, in what way? I don't know. Is yeah. it if you're trying to lure a player? I think. Um, you don't want yes. Sell in Vancouver, don't? Yeah, you do. I think Messiah's hit the nail on the head. I think that um, you know if we're able to, when we're able to have a consistent contender. Uh, I think it's pretty difficult to turn down an original six team in this kind of a market with this fan base. So uh, I don't think there's anything like this. Uh, so, Tim, uh, you got to be careful because you're a Columbus, Ohio
1: guy. <laughs> I'm a Columbus, Ohio guy. Really? Yeah. So you can't tell me stories about your hometown that I can't dispute. <laughs> um, you haven't been here a whole long, not long time, but what do you like about it? Or what don't you like about it?
4: <clears throat> uh, I, I mean, you hate the winter. We all do. Well, you know, um, I haven't lived in Columbus for, for a number of years, but Me I, I <laughs> I've been living in, in, in New York City the last five years and so, you know, when I when we decided to move to Toronto, we, we we thought it just it was a more livable city. So New York it has a lot to offer, but after a number of years when you've done that, when you try to, you know, a lot of the restaurants, you start fighting the city. As we say, and, mm. and, and you're, you're walking, and, it, and when it's cold, you don't have a car, and so you're you're just always fighting the city. When you come to Toronto, it has nearly everything that, that New York City has in, in terms of the center and the focus of a country, but you're not you're not fighting the city, except for the traffic. Yeah, well, traffic everywhere. Time. But besides that, I think it's, it's just a fantastic place to live. So the players, it's not hard to, to, to sell at all just because the market is, is, is so big, and the a passion, and they, we've educated soccer fans here, actually, too, so... Tim Lewick, Toronto versus Los Angeles,
1: your most recent stop, and you were there for quite a while, right? Uh, almost 19 years. Yeah. Still a L.A. guy, becoming a Toronto guy, trying to
0: figure this city out? No. I Look, I live downtown, love the subway system. I know everyone likes to abuse it. I haven't been in my car here in over a month. I love the restaurants. The people are kind. We're the, the thing that's amazing here is the teams are all relevant. Uh, the amount of coverage that we get, the passion people have for the teams, and by the way, the intensity. So I like that. I like people that, that care about what we're trying to do, have an opinion about what we're trying to do most of the time. there are sometimes after a loss. That subway ride could be a little bit long, but uh, I, it, it's uh, the people here really care, and they go out of their way to let you know that. That said, during the winter... You'd be a fool not to admit that LA's weather might be slightly more uh, engaging than what we're dealing with here during the winter. But so so be it. Our our summers are better.
1: Well, I think that's fair to say, especially this winter. It's it's certainly fair to say. Um, I think at least two of the guys at this table would acknowledge that this is the unusual winter. This is not normally what we get here. We may get some snow, but we also get it. It, it also gets warm from time to time during the winter, and it melts and. Um, you know, is that soon? We're hoping. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> they keep telling us that, Bob. Anyway, we yeah. were, we're lucky we weren't trying to get Defoe and uh, Bradley during the, the streak here. Yeah. Uh, so let's address that from uh, this perspective.
1: Um, now that Lewicky has spent all of the money that the organization has, is there anything left for you, Notice?
3: Yeah, we've never been asked to to cut back, so it's uh, we we're very fortunate with what we have available to us. So. So them writing a check for a hundred million dollars or a bunch of checks
1: for a hundred million dollars is of no consequence to you. In fact, maybe it's a good thing because if you need any money at any period
3: of time, you can you can do a quit broke well. We've never again. We've never been in a situation. First of all, we have a cap, so yeah. there's only so much money we can spend. But we've never been in a situation where we've gone to the board and said, "This is what we'd like to do," and they've said, "Nah, I don't think so." We, we've 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 been very fortunate here. So uh, I want to take a second here and, and you two guys at the end,
1: kind of you know. And briefly, if you can, where? Just give me the start of this. Your idea, somebody else. Like, how how big do you want to go with this soccer thing? Um, we have to change the culture.
0: What's the genesis of this? Because it was quite a remarkable story. I, for me, it's it, believe it or not, it was a a single moment where we could change the culture of the entire organization, including all the teams. So, believe it or not, I went to Dave. Early on, and said, here's what I'm going to do, and here's why it's going to impact the leaves. And I talked to Masai a lot about, here's what I'm going to do, and it's going to have a big impact. And in fact, the day before, I called Dave and said, here's what we're going to announce, and here's what they're going to say about the leaves, and here's what I'm going to respond to when they ask me about the leaves. It was a moment to show everyone that this image that we had of being maybe driven by the bottom line, only counting the pennies, just trying to ultimately make as much money as we can, That's not what this organization is today. We truly want to win. Our owners truly want to win. Uh, The two parent companies that we have with Rogers and Bell, all they ever ask me about at board meetings is, well, does this help us win? Will this make us better? How long is it going to take us to turn this around? So we came in and looked at the soccer team, and it amazed me. I I think we, and I'm trying not to get anyone mad at me today. It's hard. I haven't had a day yet in Toronto where someone's not mad at me. But we took the fans for granted and we dipped our toe in the water and we did little things because we were either afraid of making the big decision or thought we could get away with the little decision. And the one thing we decided after watching this team and going to games and I'd sit with the fans and I just I was embarrassed. It was just embarrassing what we had done to once the best franchise and all of major league soccer and at the end i got tired of the excuses and i got tired of people that were afraid of saying we could be much better than this we're going to take a big bold move and i knew that if we could use this moment with tfc to set the tone the leafs and the raptors and all of their fans should take notice that the way we view the world now is when we could think big and they're both going to have moments of thinking big by the way Dave spent more money this season than Tim has, and we supported it 100%, and he was dead on straight. And I'm absolutely waiting for the day that Masai comes in and we get a chance to go get a guy or two, and we'll do it. But we, with TFC, had the chance to go make up for the years of abuse that we had put upon the fans, prove to everybody in town that we were not going to be about the bottom line and counting pennies. We can make money and still be bold and spend it. And finally... Uh, the, the two best players that we could have gotten were the two guys we ended up getting. And I think t- to our organization and, and the young kids that make up Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, they were in awe that we ended up pulling it off. And they, they sat there and were amazed that we were able to convince those two guys to come to Toronto and be a part of this team. And it's the best thing that's happened to this organization because now everyone knows we could do anything we put our minds to. I don't think it's a stretch to say almost everybody in the city was amazed, myself included. Were you? Were you surprised that you guys could pull this off? I I hate to say this because I I also had one of my young employees the other day say, I'm not sure if you're just very confident or arrogant. And I said, well, I hope it's confidence because I don't want to be arrogant. Uh, No. You're not surprised? Nope. I knew we were going to do it. From the day I started talking to Stroon Marshall, who's Mm -hmm. the agent for Defoe, and I I started... basically told you no. Yeah, he told me no, and Tottenham told me no. And in fact, even Tim sat in a meeting uh, the first time we met with Daniel and said, That
4: didn't go so well. And I'm like, He's ours. (laughs) Interesting watching Tim uh, Lywicki and Daniel Levy, one of the most, you know, composed negotiators in the world, sit across each other trying to outdo each other. It was very very interesting.
1: it's a long conversation uh, for another day, and I know there was a there was a very interesting and, and well done piece in the Toronto Star. I, I assume you saw it. Um, kind yeah, of, I thought he he actually was extremely well written. Yeah, documenting the whole process, and I read it with uh, with great interest. Another day, we'll sit down and maybe have a nice long conversation about that. Um, Lowkey is already um, campaigning for a what do you want a weekly or a monthly show with all of you guys. Uh, whenever you have us we'll be here <laughs> well listen thank you very much it's a unique opportunity for us and most importantly it's a unique opportunity for the audience and for your fans of uh, all your fans to get to uh, see you and in, in this context especially thanks a lot for taking time I know it wasn't easy putting this together I greatly appreciate it thank you for having thanks us all, thanks for having thank Tim Lewicki Dave Nonus, Masai Ujiri, Tim Bezbachenko all with us on Prime Time we've got more still to come Jeremy Roenick and Lee Steinberg in the next hour this